49A1 in the Arts of Gemara, and we are beginning a new Mishnah, a new topic with a new Mishnah. We have uh, a little bit more than a page to go to the end of the fourth parak. This has been a very interesting fourth parak, fourth chapter. Um, and we are almost uh, at the point of a year of studying this Mesechas Yevamos, this tractate of Yevamos. We are on page 94. Uh, so it's been almost, almost a year. So this is really uh, an exciting point as we complete this chapter and a complete a year of studying Mesechah Zivamos. Says the Mishnah, new topic, Ezu Mamzer. This has been a discussion that we've seen already in the past within different contexts. But this is the Mishnah that actually discusses it. What, who is considered to be a Mamzer? The, who is a child who is the product of a relationship which is forbidden to the extent that the child then becomes a mamzer. A mamzer is somebody um, who cannot uh, marry most people amongst the Jewish people. They're allowed to marry another mamzer. That is permissible, <coughs> but they cannot marry uh, others. But they are obligated in all the mitzvahs. They have the same uh, kedushas Israel, holiness of being part of the Jewish people, in that uh, they could become Torah scholars, they, they are commanded in the same mitzvahs as everybody else, but uh, the impact is with regards to who they could marry. So there are three opinions which are found in the Mishnah. We'll see that uh, really there, there are really five opinions because one of the opinions, the first opinion, there's a discussion uh, how far he goes, to what extent does he say that somebody is a mamzer. So we'll see that in the Gemara. The Gemara will give five opinions, we'll, they'll add two more, but from the Mishnah alone we have three opinions. The first opinion is Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva says that we require two conditions, at least Rabbi Kiva in the Mishnah, he says we need two conditions. Number one is if it's any ordinary negative commandment, any ordinary negative commandment uh, would create a mamzer, but also condition number two is that it has to be based off of a relative, specifically based off of a relative, not other uh, types of prohibitions which have a negative commandment, such as um, a Kohen marrying a divorcee or something like that. No, it has to be specifically within the context of a relative. That is what the Mishnah says. Uh, there is there is a discussion, there is a dispute about the following case of Machzir Grushaso, about remarrying your wife after she married somebody else in between. Uh, so that is a discussion. Is that viewed as the, that's a, an ordinary negative commandment? Is that viewed as a prohibition based on being a relative because they once were related as husband and wife? Uh, so that is not so simple. Rashi says that that would not be uh, that would not result, at least according to this understanding of Rabbi Kiva, it would not result in the child being a mamzer. Uh, others are of the opinion that no, within Rabbi Kiva, uh, this would also qualify uh, as as a pro as the type of prohibition where the child would be a mamzer. This is all opinion number one. Opinion number two, and this is the opinion that we follow according to the halacha, is Shimon Atimni, Shimon Atimni Omer Kol Shachayim and Lav Karis Bidei Shemaim Vahalacha Kedvarav. Anybody who, uh, where it's it's more limiting, it's specifically the type of prohibition which has the severe punishment of kares, of an early death, or worse. Worse would be uh, a punishment from the Bezdin, from the court, that it's uh, somebody who's deserving of the death penalty. 
Um, so a mamzer, a child of sub, any type of that, that type of a relationship, uh, would, um, would be a mamzer. But if it's an ordinary negative commandment, then the child would not be a mamzer. Within the first two opinions, even before we discuss the third opinion, within the first two opinions, uh, the logic and the reasoning, we'll see the source in the Gemara, but part of the logic, uh, behind the first two opinions is that not only is the child is a mamzer, but there's also another uh, ramification, which is that whether or not it's halakhically recognized as a marriage. According to Rabbi Kiva, any negative uh, commandment uh, with regards to relationships, if they were to attempt to get married, if there would be, even be the attempt to get married, uh, so then it would not be recognized as a legal marriage for a negative commandment, and the child is a mamzer. There seems to be some sort of connection between the two. Same thing is true with the second opinion. The second opinion is of, is of the opinion that the only marriages which are not recognized as a legal marriage are those that have the punishment of kares, of an early death, or of the death penalty. Uh, however, if it's the violation of a regular, ordinary negative commandment, even though it's forbidden, it's, it's prohibited, nevertheless, if they were to attempt to get married, it would be it would be recognized as a legal marriage, and therefore they would require a divorce document. They're not allowed to remain married, because it's forbidden, but they would it would be required for them to uh, have a divorce to get divorced, uh, and for the husband to give his wife a divorce document. And so there is a connection also within the second opinion that only the types of relationships which are not even recognized as legal, uh, those relationships lead to the child being a mamzer. The third opinion is different, however. The third opinion is the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua, and Rabbi Yeshua is of the opinion that no, they're not necessarily. Uh, connected or correlated with each other because Rabbi Yeshua agrees that the uh, a type of relationship of kares, of an early death by Hashem, uh, those types of relationships will not be recognized as a legal marriage. And yet he's also of the following opinion. Rabbi Yeshua Omer, he limits it even further. He has the greatest limitation. Kol shechayv and alav misiz beizden. Any relationship where there is the death penalty, where it's deserving of the death penalty, so then those relationships lead to a mamzer. So if it the punishment is just kares, I wouldn't say just kares, an early death is uh, pretty severe uh, in and of itself, but if it's if it's not the death penalty by the court, but it's but it's kares, but an early death by Hashem, so that will not lead to the child being a mamzer. So he is the most limiting, or Bishu is the most limiting, uh, to say that it, it, it is only with regards to, puni- to a relationship where the punishment is the death penalty. So we have three opinions here. Rabbi Kiva is the most expansive. He says any negative commandment, provided that uh, it's based off of a relationship, not just like the example we gave earlier of a coin to a divorcee, uh, but it's specifically with regards to uh, because of a relationship, because they're rel- related to each other. Uh, Shimon Atimni, the second opinion, and the opinion that we follow, this middle opinion, says that it's that he has it more limiting than Rabbi Kiva. Um, and he says that it's any violation <clears throat> where the where of kares, where the punishment is kares of an early death. And Rabbi Shua is the most limiting, where he says that it's specifically of the death penalty, where the punishment would be a de- the death penalty. So then that leads to the child being a mamzer. Okay, those are the three opinions in the Mishnah. The, the Mishnah continues. Amr B'Shimon Ben Azar, B'Shimon Ben Azar says, Matzase Megillas Yosem B'Yushalayim, I found... Um, a scroll of genealogical records where it describes the records in Yerushalayim. And what does it say there? Because of Ba, Ish Plani Mamzer Me'eshes Ish. 
that it says specifically of an ishes ish. It says specifically of adultery. The example that's given there, given there is of adultery. And it, the purpose why it mentions adultery specifically is because adultery does get the death penalty to prove the third opinion, the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua that it's limited uh, to the death penalty. Why, why give the example of adultery? So the reason why adultery is specifically given is perhaps because of the different types of death penalties, it is uh, the lowest. That even, it's really telling us any type of a death penalty, that even the death penalty of adultery, which is um, the lowest form of a punishment of the death penalty, uh, still that will also, even according to Yeshua, that would uh, lead to the child being a mamzer. It's also something which is temporary. If they were to get divorced, so then uh, there is no prohibition of adultery. Adultery is only within the context of marriage. That if a person is married, uh, so that be another re- might be another reason why you might have thought otherwise, because it's temporary. Um, but uh, in the end of the day, these records seem to prove Rabbi Yeshua. Now, we do not follow the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua practically, but these records do seem to imply that we follow the position of Rabbi Yeshua that is limited to cases where uh, the person, the, the relationship results in the death penalty. The end of the Mishnah is really not connected uh, to the first part of the Mishnah. And so this second half of the Mishnah, which the Gemara will not really discuss, uh, is is really about the fact that if a person, it's a totally separate area of halacha, that if a person is married, so then he's prohibited to marry his wife's sister. Uh, however, uh, if his wife passes away at any point in time, if his wife passes away um, during the marriage, after they get divorced, uh, whatever the scenario is, so then he is he's allowed to marry his wife's sister. And this only applies within this type of a relationship uh, where if his where if the the one who he's related to, i.e. his wife, passes away, so then he becomes permissible to his wife's sister. It's limited to this to this case. So the Mishnah says, Ishto If his wife passes away, he's allowed to marry his sister. If his wife, get, if they get divorced, he's still forbidden to his wife's sister. But if she then dies after the divorce, it becomes permissible. Even if his wife, after they get divorced, marries somebody else, he's still not allowed to marry his ex-wife's sister. But if she dies afterwards, it is permissible. And the same thing applies with regards to uh, his Yevama's sister, meaning uh, the his Shomeris uh, Yavam. If the uh, if his brother passed away without any children, and now he has to do yibum rechalitza to his sister-in-law, he is now automatically prohibited to his sister-in-law's sister. This is a rabbinic prohibition, not a biblical prohibition, but he's forbidden to his sister-in-law's sister, his husband, his husband who passed away uh, without any children, his wife. So they have to now do yibum rechalitza. So his wife's sister becomes a rabbinic prohibition. However, but if she passes away, if the sister-in-law passes away, he's allowed to marry uh, the sister. If after they do chalitza, there still is a prohibition to marry his sister-in-law's sister, but if she passes away, you would be allowed to marry her sister. And finally, and also if after they did chalitza, she then, the sister-in-law, right, the sister-in-law then marries somebody else, it's still prohibited to marry his sister-in-law's sister, but if she passes away, End of the day, whenever she passes, she passes away, it would be permissible to marry uh, the sister because the sister-in-law essentially becomes a, a quasi-wife. It really has, the, from a, a rabbinic perspective, it has the status of a wife because there's this uh, zika, there's this bond, and 
created because of this Yibam situation. And so it's like his wife, so that he's prohibited to marry his wife's, this, this Yivama's sister. Um, and so then it becomes permissible if she passes away, if this Yivama then passes away. Okay, that is the end of the Mishnah. Uh, the Gemara will be discussing primarily the first half of the Mishnah, the question of the source for these three opinions that we mentioned before, um, and other aspects of a mamzer. Just one other point before we begin the Gemara. Uh, there is a big, big discussion about what happens if there is no Maisabiyah. What happens if they, there is no um, s- sexual, they do not have sexual relations, uh, but the two people who are prohibited to each other from the Torah... Uh, whether it's an ordinary negative commandment according to Rabbi Kiva or whether it's it's kares, an early death, according to the way we follow, Hashem punishes a person in giving them an early death, or whether it's Rabbi Yeshua, that it's the death penalty. Let's say they do not have sexual relations, but uh, they are the parents of the child. How could they be the parents of the child? It could be done through artificial insemination. Um, and so they didn't they did not have relations, but they end up being the parent of this child does that lead to the child being a mamzer or not? Is a big, big discussion amongst the postkim. Rav Moshe Feinstein is of the opinion that no, uh, the creation of a mamzer is specifically within the context of of uh, sexual relations, of having relations, um, and so this th- that that topic is a, is a very big topic amongst uh, the modern day postkim, uh, the modern day uh, rabbinic uh, leaders. Okay, let's begin the Gemara. The Gemara says as follows. My time at the Rabbi Kiva. What is the reasoning behind Rabbi Kiva? Rabbi Kiva says that it's, it's any ordinary negative commandment where they are related. So the verse says as follows. Dersiv. The Pasuk has a connection. Uh, it says, Lo yikach ish es ish es aviv, lo aviv. The verse says that a person is not allowed to marry his father's wife and he's also not allowed to uncover the robe of his father. Very strange language of uncovering the robe of his father. And shortly thereafter, it also says that you're not a, a regular Jew cannot marry a mamzer. And so because they are placed in the Torah very close to each other, the the concept of who is a mamzer is derived from this type of relationship of the loy galiknaf aviv, that you should not uncover the robe of your father. What is that referring to? Kanafshara aviv loy gale. You should not uncover, you should not see the robe of your father that his father saw. What is this referring to? So Rabbi Kiva is of the opinion, this is a dispute that actually we saw at the very beginning of the tractate, uh, but he follows the position of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says, several like Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, It's referring to uh, a person marrying uh, the person that his father uh, very tragically raped. That if a person marries, if a person marries his father's wife, so that is that leads to a more severe um, punishment. However, Rabbi Huda is of the opinion that if a person marries the person that his father raped, very terrible situation. Uh, so then, it is an ordinary negative commandment. The the prohibition is it leads to an ordinary negative commandment. It's not as much of a close relationship to the father, um, but it's the It's it's a regular negative commandment. Shortly thereafter. The verse says that you're not allowed to marry a mamzer. mamzer. So Rabbi Kiva is of the opinion that uh, that teaches us that the the creation of a mamzer is specifically with regards to ordinary negative commandments. 
any ordinary negative commandment, uh, provided that it is based off of a relative. It has to be because of some sort of uh, relationship of, of a relative. The Gemara now adds two more. As we mentioned in the beginning, it adds two more opinions uh, within Rabbi Akiva, that there is a dispute as, as, as to how far Rabbi Akiva goes. Rabbi Simai demar b'shar chai ve'lavin delav t'sh'er ulu Rabbi Yishavev demar b'afilu chai ve'ase. The Gemara asks, Rabbi Simai is of the opinion that even any ordinary negative commandment, even if it's not a relative, even if it's not a relative, uh, the exception to the rule, Rashi explains, is uh, if it's a Kohen Gadol, specifically the Kohen Gadol, the high priest to uh, to a widow, that will not create a mamzer. But any other ordinary negative commandment, even if they are, it's not based on kurva, not based on being relatives, uh, such as remarrying your wife after your wife married somebody else in between. Um, other examples of ordinary negative commandments, all of those would create a mamzer according to Rabbi Simai. It doesn't have to be based on uh, a relative, just any ordinary negative commandment. Rabbi Shavev goes even further and says it doesn't just have to be the violation of a negative commandment, but even of a positive commandment. What does that mean? There are certain prohibitions which are stated in the Torah in such a way that it's in the positive, not in the negative, but in the positive, such as um, you are allowed to marry uh, a third, let's say, a third generation Mitzri, Egyptian. You're allowed to marry a third generation Egyptian. Um, the implication is you would not be allowed to marry if it's first or second, but it doesn't phrase it in the negative, it phrases it in the positive. So Rabbi Shavu says even those scenarios uh, are also lead to a mamzer. Basically, any any prohibitive relationship, according to Rabbi Shavev, would lead to uh, the child being a mamzer. Now, these two opinions are within the position of Rabbi Akiva. They have different understandings of Rabbi Akiva. So where do they learn this out from? Nafkuluhu mi velo. They say that it says velo. In the verse itself, if you go back to the verse itself, it says, lo yikach ishes ishes avev, a person shouldn't marry their father's wife. And then it says, velo and do not uh, reveal the robe of that your father saw, which uh, we explained earlier is referring to uh, the person that your father uh, raped. Uh, but it adds the word velo and do not. It's unnecessary in the verse to say velo. It could have just continued. It said, do not marry your wife, your father's wife. And also uh, the person that your father uh, tragically uh, raped. Uh, it didn't have to have that extra word below. The fact that it has that extra word below, according to the two opinions that we just mentioned, it's coming to tell us that it's also it don't, it's not limited just to a relationship type of prohibition, but it could be any ordinary negative commandment, or it could even be the violation of a positive commandment. The extra word below teaches us uh, that it is coming to expand our definition of of what type of relationship is necessary to create a mamzer. But in the end of the day, we're in the sort of in the middle of the topic here, but we'll conclude by just summarizing. In the end of the day, there are five different opinions, five different opinions of what would what type of relationship creates a mamzer, the child to be a mamzer. Within Rabbi Kiva, there are three opinions. Either it's an uh, it's an, an ordinary negative commandment as long as it's a relative. Number two is that, no, it's even more expanded than that. It's any ordinary negative commandment, even if it's not a relative. And number three is that even if it's the violation of a positive commandment, where in the Torah it's phrased in the positive, that you're allowed to marry somebody from the third generation Egyptian, 
Now, this doesn't uh, this doesn't uh, apply today, which is for other reasons, which we won't get into. Uh, but it's a third generation uh, Egyptian. The implication it's stated in the positive, but uh, the implication is that you're not allowed to marry a first or second generation, um, and that's also included in a mamzer. So it's even more expanded. Uh, Shimon Shimon Atimni, the second opinion, limits it to specifically kares, to a, a punishment of kares, of an early death by Hashem, or of the death penalty. And then finally, the, the most limiting opinion is Rabbi Yeshua, who, said, who limits it to specifically a, punish, uh, a relationship where the punishment will lead to the death penalty. Only those types of relationships will lead to a mamzer. Uh, the Gemara will continue. We'll see in the next recording uh, to discuss uh, the source for the other opinions of Rabbi Yeshua and of Shimon HaTimni.